from above don't you know that Mary Jane want to thank you Stone City Band want to thank you boo, 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 boo. I want to thank you all the people in my life want to thank you yeah yeah cause you know that we like it don't you know that we like winning album of the year you know that we like it don't you know that we like it when the album of the year oh baby don't you know music is something that comes from the heart music is something that will never stop baby music is something that will never disappear i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart from all these years man i want to thank you i'm rick james bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh man I've been watching the Hella Chappelle show, so I figured I'd play that little Rick James, but we're gonna get to that, man. Back like we never left. Yeah, you know I mean, Rook just got scared, <laughs> just ran away. It's all good, man. How you guys doing? It's episode thirty-one of the motherfucking K podcast. You know the fucking time. You know the vibes. All right. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. Today's Tuesday the 16th, I uh, hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day weekend, you know what I mean? Had some good quality time with your loved ones, hopefully you got smothered in chocolates, got a charcuterie board of chocolates. <laughs> uh, yeah man, I hope everyone had a good fucking holiday, you know what I mean? So yeah man, back to the regular shit, I don't even know when the next holiday is, probably Easter. I think, and obviously not everyone's celebrating that shit, motherfucking bunny come to your house and give you some candy like a fucking pedophile or something, what the hell's up with that, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, to all you Jesus freaks out there, it's a fucking joke, but yeah man, got some things to talk about today, of course, let me get this fucking, god damn, 
I don't know what they call that shit. You know when you wake up, you get that shit in your eyes. Some people call it just sleep in your eye or cold in your eye or whatever. But sometimes it gets like jammed up right in that corner, man. You can't fucking get it out and it's been bugging me. Oh, man. Alright. My bad. So, yeah, man. As always, you know how I gotta start. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing all my videos and posts, I would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I know. It's lame as fuck, but I gotta do it. If you could like, subscribe, comment, follow, share... I mean, uh, whatever, man. Just spread love, you know what I'm saying? Spread love, not herpes, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, we're starting off. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can just tell when it's just going to go off the rails right from the get. But fuck it, B. Uh, first things first, I did want to shout out or really send some love out to everyone in the central part of the United States. I guess they're getting fucked real bad with some crazy winter storm right now. I literally had posted on my story yesterday, you know, a quick shot of outside or whatever, 75 degrees, and my sister replied, because uh, she lives in Houston, you know what I mean? She was like, meanwhile, it's fucking snowing here, you know? Which is another weird thing. I know it was snowing in Austin, like a maybe late last year, a couple weeks ago or something. I don't know when the fuck it started to, uh, deciding to snow in Texas. But also goes to goes to show, you know, people when they see stuff like that, they're like, oh, see, global warming's not real, man. <laughs> Which is fine, dude. Believe whatever the fuck you want. Um, but you're an idiot. <laughs> so... As I've said on here before, I mean, I studied environmental science, but I still, I feel like I'm going to butcher this description either way. So do your own research, but this is just to my understanding. People hear global warming and they think that the globe is heating up. Everything is getting hot. We're all going to melt to death, fucking get burned by the intense rays of the sun or whatever the case is. But to my understanding... It's more globe, global warming is just a term that they chose to describe what's happening on the earth. And like I said, to my limited understanding, it's more so the thinning of the ozone layer, which is causing extreme, extreme hots and extreme colds. Hence why you're seeing snow in Texas. And, you know, so look, all right, getting off track here. And like I said, that's my informal description. If you don't fucking believe me, do your fucking Googles, B. I, in the meantime, I'm going to read you this fucking article. <laughs> so I just saw this this morning, actually. I was reading yesterday about the crazy snowstorm that's going out there in the central part of the U.S. And then this morning, I saw this article that is titled, At Least Four Dead, 150 Million People Under Winter Advisories As Unprecedented Storm Stretches Across 25 States. 4.3 million without power in Texas. So that's the title of the article, uh, which is pretty eye-opening. So let's see what the article says. An unprecedented winter storm continued its assault on the nation Monday, killing at least four people, 
leaving millions without power in Texas and wreaking travel havoc across a wide swath of the USA because of heavy snow and ice. A tornado, Brunswick County, North Carolina, hit just after midnight Tuesday, leaving some residents trapped or missing and damaged homes. Yo, this sometimes, man, I swear the way that they word these shits is not... This is what it says. A tornado, Brunswick County, comma, North Carolina, comma. So between a tornado and Brunswick County, there's no comma. A tornado, Brunswick County, North Carolina, <laughs> hit just after midnight Tuesday, comma, leaving some residents trapped or missing and damaged home, comma, officials said. I don't give a fuck what the officials said, Don. Just report the news, B. Anyway. More than 150 million people were under a winter storm warning, winter, winter weather advisory, or ice storm warning in 25 states, stretching over 2,000 miles in southern Texas and, damn, stretching over 2,000 miles from southern Texas to northern Maine. That, that's basically the whole United States, in case you didn't know. <laughs> The storm was forecast to continue to cover parts of the Midwest and Northeast with heavy snow into Tuesday morning before receding later in the day. Bitter, record-smashing cold accompanied the storm Monday across the central USA. Hundreds of daily record low temperatures have been or will be broken during this prolonged polar plunge, the Weather Service said, with some February and even all-time low temperature records in jeopardy. Another storm is forecast to blanket the plains with snow Tuesday before pelting eastern Texas to southwestern Tennessee with freezing rain Tuesday night. More than 50 million people could see temperatures dip below zero during the next several days. The winter weather has been blamed for at least four deaths across three states. A 10-year-old boy died after falling into an icy pond in Tennessee on Sunday. His 6-year-old sister was rescued by an adult on the scene after the two children had walked onto the ice-covered pond that was not sufficiently frozen. And then it's also saying an old guy slipped and hit his head and died. So, yeah, man, be careful out there. Like I said, I live in Florida, so I don't see this stuff anymore i remember living in the northeast up near philly when it would get real cold you know um i mean i was young so i wasn't doing it but i remember my dad would have to fucking you know scrape the ice off the car we'd have to shovel the driveway and all that stuff but even still i mean it would rarely get below zero i mean that's that's fucking cold man i think the only time i've ever seen that extreme of cold was a couple years ago where we went to Vermont for my buddy TJ's bachelor party. We went snowboarding, got an Airbnb up there in the mountains and shit, and it got to like one day, it was during some crazy blizzard, I remember that, because they literally shut down 80% of the mountain. They only let us snowboard on like the lower trails because the storm was so gnarly up 
higher up on the mountain that I guess potentially like you could die up there. It was fucking like negative 13 or some shit. So that was definitely the coldest I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, man, shouts to everybody out there. Like I said, I got family in Texas, so I hope everyone's doing good out there, man. Because, yeah, it's fucking scary. Um, but yeah, moving on from the weather. I mean, it's been like 70s, 80s here in Florida. It rained a shitload last night, so when I just went and walked Rook out this morning, it was a little chillier. Uh, I was probably in like the 60s or something, so I don't know. I'm definitely not complaining. But all right, moving on, man. The next thing, there's a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Actually, first things first, Chappelle is back, man. I don't know if you guys have seen. I think I talked about it on here before. He put out a, a small special via, I think it's just via Instagram TV where he was explaining why he wanted us to stop watching Chappelle's show, where HBO, Comedy Central, these platforms were essentially stealing it from him. So he just put out a almost like a sequel to that called Redemption Song. He just put out a new little short special, uh, more or less saying the opposite. I guess he got what he wanted, you know, he politely asked Netflix to stop airing his show. He asked us fans to stop viewing the show to kind of decrease its value, which I did. I hope you guys did as well. But it sounds like you did because I guess it worked. He was able to gain, to regain his ownership of the show. Just watch, Go if you go to Chappelle's Instagram, he's got a new thing called Redemption Song where he explains it in a lot better detail than I can. But essentially, Chappelle's show is once again in the hands of Chappelle. And it's back on Netflix. So if you love Chappelle's show, fucking go watch that shit. I literally already ran through <laughs> all the episodes again. Just because, uh, I don't know, man. That's that's just a classic show. I feel like that came out, you know, what was it? Like 04 or something like that back when I was in high school. Uh, just brings back good memories, man. So shout out to Chappelle, shout out to Netflix for holding it down, doing good business. Shout out to the fans for holding down the fucking king of comedy right now, yeah me. Redemption song. I was thinking about that too, I wonder, I mean, I'm sure you guys know the Bob Marley song, Redemption song. I'm assuming he named this special, you know, influence from that. Um, I have no confirmation of that, obviously. I haven't spoken to Chappelle, but I can only imagine. And if you know that song, it kind of, the message kind of does make sense as to the struggle he's been going through lately with the show and basically his intellectual property, gaining his IP back and just kind of, you know, being Chappelle, man. So yeah, shouts to Chappelle. Yeah, I mean... Um, what else have we got? We got, <laughs> we got some weird things going on, man. Some weirdness. And maybe, I think this could just be a sign of me just getting too old and not, not knowing what's hip anymore, you know what I mean? Not knowing what the fuck, what the haps is, you know what I mean? But basically, I don't know if you guys know the hip-hop rap artist Lil Uzi Vert. Um, he's a talented kid from Philly. 
I think, I don't know exactly how old he is. I know he's younger than me. I mean, he's got to be in his 20s, like early to mid-20s probably. But long story short, he is, at least from what I've seen, he's more of like an artist for the younger the younger generation, or younger than me generation. I mean, I'm still a young generation, but it seems like a lot of his music is more so for younger ears than myself. And I say that to say, I just saw recently. I don't under. I just don't understand these trends and and just what the fuck is going on in the world. I guess. But I saw. Where was it? It was at a big show. That just took place, and I'm gonna. Man, my memory is so bad. But anyway, oh, is it the fucking Super Bowl? Psst, of course. <laughs> Of course. So yeah, I guess some reporter caught up with Uzi at the Super Bowl. And he had, I don't know if it was a diamond or just some sort of jewel. I don't know if you guys know what those, uh, what's it called? The dermal piercing. Where essentially, instead of piercing like um, a hanging part of your body, like an earlobe or a lip or a nipple or whatever the case is, a dermal is like, you pierce any, imagine piercing your fucking shoulder or something. I mean, I'm, it's just a random spot, but I'm just saying it's not like a hanging part of your body. They literally drive this piercing into your body. And then to my knowledge, it kind of ank, it like, fish hooks out it sets an anchor that way it's kind of stuck into your skin you know what i'm saying so what were you talking about oh yeah fucking (laughs) so uzi i don't know if it was a dermal per se but he somehow fastened a jewel to just be hanging from his forehead so what it looked like he did was got a dermal in the center of his forehead and on the outside of the dermal where it would normally just be like a little metal stud or whatever, maybe a jewel or something, like a little, yeah, I'm talking a little jewel, like a little sequence almost. This shit, he had a fucking, a dangling jewel. It looked like a goddamn earring from like 80s Coke era. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, dude, this shit was wild. I just, I just don't understand it, I guess. And then, funny enough, a couple days later, I don't know if it was uh, like a troll or him just kind of making fun of Uzi, but this this famous uh, videographer, Cole Bennett, was doing the same thing. I saw on his Instagram, he had the little jewel hanging from his head and all this other stuff. And like, I just, I have nothing against it, man. Like, will I ever do it? Fuck no. It almost reminds me of... You know, just just a few years ago, when this Lil face tat, when that whole thing was like running rampant, when Takashi was fucking popping, everyone thought he was the hottest shit around. All these Lils and Youngs and everyone having a plethora of face tats, even though you're 18 years old and you've never even fucking made a hundred grand in your life. Not. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, not to sound judgmental, but I feel like, in my eyes, that shit's only acceptable if you know for a fact. Basically, if you're a multimillionaire and you know that you'll be your own boss for the rest of your life. Not saying that you even need to get a 9 to 5, but just stuff like that, in my opinion, is always going to hinder 
money opportunities. Even if you are your own boss, think about you have a bunch of face tats, maybe you want to get into acting, but now you're limiting yourself on the roles that you can even play. Obviously, there's fucking makeup and all that other shit, but at the end of the day, if there's two dudes who look exactly the same and their acting skills are exactly the same, but one's face is tatted all the way up, who do you think they're going to go with to save money on just makeup and time, whatever? Like, So I say all that to say, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> I'll never hang a jewel from my face, probably anywhere on my body, to be honest with you. And, I mean, I do love tattoos, but even as a teenager, as a kid, before I even had tattoos... Even since then, I've always said, you know, no matter how many tattoos I decide to get, I think me personally, I could never go past anything that you couldn't cover up with like a suit, essentially. You know what I mean? So like not past the wrists, not past the collarbone. You know what I mean? Gotta keep it classy, I But yes, <laughs> shouts to the forehead jewels, I guess, man. You know what I mean? That's the way you rocking. That's how you rocking, done. Who am I to say? <laughs> Who am I to say otherwise? But I also did want to just kind of, we're sort of on music. <laughs> you know, we've talked numerous times about Cardi and Meg and kind of the big name um, female rappers in the game right now and I realized I don't shed enough light on some of the lesser known artists that I honestly probably rock with even more not not diminishing you know Cardi or Meg's catalog but um these other chicks are just a little more my style as far as like what I like to listen to and whatnot so there's just check them a play I, th- I might have even mentioned them on here before. Just a couple different female rappers that I feel like are really killing it right now. One of them being Tierra Wack. That's T-I-E-R-R-A. Last name Wack. W-H-A-C-K. But um, she's been doing these freestyles on her Instagram recently. I think I saw the first one like right after I put out the last episode and I immediately wrote it down like we need to talk about Tierra Whack. So I'm just going to play you, uh, I'll probably play you two of these freestyles just so you guys can see what I'm talking about. I mean she's super fucking talented. She's very like eclectic too so I like the randomness and just you know the non-predictability of, of her bars. So this is Tierra Whack. hang on. My idol don't like me, I think it's jealousy. It's much of their faces because they smelling me. I'm running a game, I do it so pleasantly. Uh, plenty red like sesame, ain't no checking me unless you gotta check for me. I ain't for longevity. You just better be doing better than me, especially because you post the negativity regularly. Miserable niggas be helping academically speaking. You reaching. You ain't even half decent. God said, so that means I'm close with the deacon. You in the public sneaking, I'm in the public teaching. You in the public eating, I'm in the public speaking for the. Less fortunate, next well, cause I'm fortunate. G-Phase will push you, forcing it to park garage with a fortunate. Mm. And the bins do, I support whatever my friends do. Pull up like hammers and spin through. We asked one, but I sent two. Uh, rabbit is easy, I'm 2007 easy. Uh, should've believed me, now you person underneath me. Uh, a lot of kids like Kiki, why I like it, I buy it, I buy it. It's a root for everybody black. Mm. 
I'ma show off, I can make everybody clap, mm. all I do is, I make everybody chat, mm. you something like that, cause all you do is cap, mm. have these rappers suck like that, cues you ass, and we have you, my that. my idol don't like So that was the first one, uh, I feel like the beat was kind of drowning out her voice a little bit, so I'm gonna play this other one too. Take notes of everything that I don't say. I should work at Chipotle. Go to Cuba like OJ. Spanish dude who's confused. Baby, you have no say. I feel this is my season. Obey. Time for you to obey. You stuck because you don't pray. You in your own way. Heartless like the oh yay. My smile and say, okay, but truthfully, I don't play. Loop the beat that I crochet. I'm even from my own tray. Who hide? Stop acting like Dre. My father married again. Respectful, but also super hopeful when you tell your side of the story. Don't forget to say that I hope you uh we was in the same boat till you jump shit, but you ain't no uh look in the mirror. The person you see ain't Tierra. Be honest with your reflection, it's honestly an obsession. I'm trying to be of the essence. My mind is free from depression. For I am a lethal weapon, so why would I need protection? The hate amazes me, they copy trace and painted me. This world wasn't made for me, but I still made it made for me. Big way He said I ain't got no butt. <laughs> I rap my ass off, sick I got a back off, mm, you better back off. What I have is not contagious, I'm like potato chips, the way I'm in my tail for bag. Who the hell are you to say I fell off? Mm, serial killer, Kellogg's. You ungrateful and distasteful, I don't hate you, I'm just grateful that I ain't you. Protected by my angels, I'm just here to break some ankles, I think it's swollen. I see people that I love turn against me, now they wanna make up. Mm, Rihanna can't see, but it's too late. I moved on, I'm in a new place, unpack my suitcase, you share a bump back with your roommate, ain't you tired of being broke? You look comfortable, this ain't no dysfunctional family, Rudy Huxtable. I know your story, but that just sounds like excuses. You wanna be famous, but still live a life reclusive. You gotta make some changes to increase your engagements. The people want entertainment, Ugh, jumping off the pavement, I'm on time with the payments now. Smile in my face, but clown when I ain't around. I don't let that weigh me down. You were spoiled growing up. I was loyal to you, but you didn't do the same. Ain't no telling what you do for fame. That's a liability. Testing my ability. I went on a diet willingly. They gonna say I ate this. Rook. Goddamn Rook fucking up the fucking raps. Hey, come here. God damn it. So yeah, that's Tierra Wag, man. Check her the fuck out. Her and Rhapsody are probably my favorite female MCs at the moment. Um, Rook? What? You're so mad. I'm not looking at you. You're so fucking mad, Rook. So yeah, check out Tierra Wag, man. Um, I guess just staying on Instagram, I did want to shout out this fucking kid. Grayson Necrutman. So, you guys have probably seen people are, you know, assuming they're quarantining and shit. People are, like, getting all dressed up just to flex for Instagram and all this other shit, which is fine. Like, I'm definitely not complaining. 
But there's this kid. What was that? I say Grayson. This kid literally every single day he puts on a full fledged suit and does these drum covers. But he fucking kills it, dude. I'm gonna play you just a quick little. I mean, it's there's literally one every single day. They're mostly like jazz numbers, but this kid is just going bananas on his Instagram in a three piece suit. Just to play drums and have it online, bro. And I'm fucking... So I just wanted to shout him out because he's been giving me some entertainment. So shout out to Grayson. I'm going to play this first one on his page. It's G-R-E-Y-S-O-N underscore N-E-K-R-U-T-M-A-N. Grayson Necrutman. Shouts out to him. And uh, obviously it's better if you watch the video, but me, myself, just being a drummer, watching him do this shit, he does these one-hand drum rolls that I've never fucking seen, dude. That shit blew my mind. So, I mean... If you know anything about drums, the most popular thing is probably just the drum drum roll. You know what I'm saying? Just with two hands. So now imagine that with one hand. He's using one hand with one drumstick on the snare to do the while his other hand is on the cymbal or doing fills on the toms or whatever he's doing. Shit is fucking insane, bro. So I had to shout him out. Shouts to Grayson, man. Um, da, da, da. but while we're on music still, I also wanted to shout out HR. This band, Bad Brains, it's an old punk band from like the 70s, 80s, I think, from the DC area. Let me look it up real quick so I don't butcher this shit. But they're an old school band, man, fucking classic. Bad Brains is an American rock band formed in D.C. in 1977. Okay. They are widely regarded as among the pioneers of hardcore punk, although the band's members have objected to this term to describe their music. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And I love them because, like it said, I mean, I love punk rock, like I've said countless times. But they also do... Um, it's, it's a bunch of Rasta dudes. So they do, like, reggae music too, right? But their lead singer, HR, it was his birthday this past week. So happy birthday, HR. I'm going to give you a little taste of Bad Brains. So I'm going to show you... Um, I'm going sh- <laughs> to show you one of their reggae songs. Like I said, by looking at these dudes, you would think this is the music they play. They're Rastas. They got long-ass dreads and shit. Um, I'm going to play you the reggae stereotypical bad brains joint then i'm gonna play you that motherfucking punk rock for that ass so just prepare yourself but these are both off of their self-titled album bad brains from 1982 
And this one is called I Love Aija. That's the reggae joint, and now I'm gonna play the hardcore punk joint. The song is called Attitude. crazy that that's even the same band you know what i mean when i found out they did both of those songs i was like shit i'm rocking with these motherfuckers right it's my kind of tribe your vibe attracts your tribe b i mean (laughs) um but yeah lastly for new music man i'm sure you guys have heard about the judas and the black messiah um soundtrack album inspired by the movie fucking monumental shit bro I mean, the big standout was obviously Nip has a record on there, the posthumous Nip record with Jay-Z, which I'll play here in a second, but they have a fucking all-star lineup on this on this album. 
Uh, I'll just name a few. They got her, Nas, Black Thought, excuse me, Masego, Lil Dirk. They got Dom Kennedy, Polo G, Sir, ASAP Rocky, Rakim, BJ the Chicago Kid, Shmino. You know what I mean? They got a little bit of everything, bro. I listened to uh, probably like 90% of it when I was working out the other day. It's definitely hard. I definitely fuck with this shit a lot. But I'm just going to play the Nip Jay-Z record. Just because, you know, it's the, I think the second posthumous, posthumous, however the fuck you pronounce that word, Nip verse that we've gotten since he passed. Rest in peace, Nip. And obviously him and Jay. I mean, Jay's Jay, so you know how that goes. But yeah, I'm going to play this shit. It's called What It Feels Like off of the Judas and the Black Messiah album. And this is what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. I survive cause a nigga is special first You get successful, then it gets stressful thirst Niggas gon' test you, see what your texture's worth Diamonds and pipes, one of them pressure first Street niggas, still I get checks and spurts I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I murk Better days, pray for, but expecting worse At this level, bullshit, I'm just less concerned Cruising in the six, looking at the proceeds of rap music on my wrist. Drop another mixtape, my shit booming out this bitch. Young Malcolm, I'm the leader of the movement out this bitch. Look, and this is what it feels like. Reach a level, make you question, is it real life? All the weed good, all the pussy real tight. And the only rule, keep your dollar bills and this right. Is what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. what it feels like and this is what it feels like Scorpion bricks, way before Orbeez double disc, 40 on my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix, filled the bass, sip coat, like a Michelin star chef, chef, kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my left, I arrest on my dick, try to audit all my checks, too late, you know they hate when you become more than they expect, you let them crack a storm, your capital put their feet up on your desk, and yet you talking tough to me, I lost all my little respect, I'm selling weed, in the open, bringing folks home from the feds, I know the payback gonna be me, I'm saving all my little bread, pray for me, y'all, one day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts, real niggas, is this thing. It ain't safe for me, my dog. They killing niggas in their own hood. That makes sense to you at all. You burnt your bridge to the other side. You know you can't swim across. Y'all know niggas can't swim. They fried my got me die. Y'all know niggas can't win. You never land. No joke aside. I arrived on the day for a Hampton got murdered. Hold up. Assassinated just to clarify further. Which y'all gave birth is the chairman mixed with Jeff Ford. Big step on the jet with my legs crossed. Black stones on my neck. Y'all can't kill Christ. Black Messiah is what I feel like. Shit ain't gonna stop cause y'all spill blood We gon' turn up even more since y'all killed cuz this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like Yeah man, rest in peace, Nip Shout out to Hove Allow me to reintroduce myself My name is Hove So yeah, man Check that album out. That shit is Fuego, man. Um, I believe 
believe that was it for new music. That was it for new music, but just staying on music. Long story short, my dad is a diehard Bruce Springsteen fan. Always has been. You know, he's from North Jersey. Um, so he grew up on Springsteen, just like thinks he's the shit, right? Which he's not wrong, but it's just not, you know, different tastes, different strokes for different folks, you know what I mean? But he sent me this article the other day that I'm going to read to you. It says, Bruce Springsteen was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol at a national park in New Jersey last year, authorities said Wednesday. Springsteen, nicknamed the boss, was arrested November 14th in Gateway National Recreation Area, also known as Sandy Hook. And charges included driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in a closed area, according to National Park Service spokeswoman Brenda Ling. The arrest was first reported on Wednesday. Ling said Springsteen, a well-known New Jersey native, was cooperative throughout the process. Representatives for the rock legend did not immediately respond for request to comment. Uh, news of the arrest comes days after the debut of Springsteen's first Super Bowl commercial. In the two-minute spot for Jeep, Springsteen says the country will again see unity and says there's hope on the road ahead. Fans have long praised Springsteen 71 for his healthy lifestyle. In his 2016 autobiography, Born to Run, Springsteen said he avoided drugs and didn't try alcohol until he was 22, partially because of how it affected his father. He is in good shape by not doing drugs. It's something he doesn't have to preach about. He's a living example of what happens when you never do drugs your whole life. Springsteen's E Street Band guitarist Stephen Van Zant told Rolling Stone in a 2012 article speaking of Springsteen's stamina on stage. I mean, I'm sure he's taken a drink or two a few times in his life, but he was never a drinker either. And he eats right and he's in the gym. Well, that's what happens, Van Zant said. Don't do drugs, don't drink, eat right, go to the gym, and you can rock and roll at 62, too. Word. So, but then, so my dad sent us that, and then my brother sent another article that said he only blew, what is it, the DUI limits, like .08 or something? And I think he blew like .025 or, so I don't know if that's all bullshit. But either way, man, shout out to the boss. You know what I mean? Some Springsteen. Shouts to my dog. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he, he didn't get arrested or anything crazy like that. I fucking highly doubt it. But it's funny because Van Zant, the guitarist that they had the little excerpt from in that article, he's first and foremost well-known for being the guitarist in the E Street Band with Springsteen. But then, I mean, I mainly know him, or at least recognize him as uh, Sil. Silvio from The Sopranos, that's the same fucking guy. The guitarist from Bruce Springsteen's band plays the basically the consigliere for Tony Soprano on The Sopranos. But yeah, I'm going to play you, play you a quick little Springsteen joint, you know what I'm saying? If Rook would shut the hell up. Come here, Rue. Go on the couch. What is your problem, Rook? 
I know what you're doing. You're barking at anyone who fucking walks by the window. Because you're a nosy little fucking old lady. Just lay down and relax, okay? Listen to some fucking Springsteen with us in the pods this over here. I'm going to play Born to Run because that's the one they reference in the article from 1975. That ass. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Shouts to Bruce. Hope he's doing well. And last little music thing, man. I hate to end it on a sad note, but we lost a, a couple monumental people the past week. Two of them being prominent in music. The first one was composer Chick Corea, legendary jazz composer, pianist, drummer. He did it all, man. So Zildjian had actually posted a little thing about him. Zildjian is a drum company. They make cymbals primarily. But Zildjian wrote, We are deeply saddened to hear of the passing of the iconic jazz pianist Chick Corea. Some people may not know, but Chick's first instrument was actually the drums. A quote from Chick says, I've always heard music, jazz especially, through the drums more than the piano. I hear how the rhythm moves and how the motion goes and how it dances and what the groove feels like and the touch of it before anything happens. So after many of our Zildjian artists have had the honor of playing with Chick over the years from Roy Haynes to Steve Gadd to Arto Morera to Gary Novak to Marcus Gilmore, Chick, you will be deeply missed, but your legacy will live on through all of the incredible music you created. So yeah, man, rest in peace to Chick. Uh, Chick Corea, jazz composer. I'm going to play some from him in a sec. And then also, um, famous audio engineer, Rupert Nev. Or Nevi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I had honestly never heard of him, but once I heard, I was, I saw people, you know, posting about him and stuff, so I started reading about him. And... This guy, essentially, they call him the Steve Jobs of audio. I guess, like, he literally changed audio engineering for the better. Um, And I still don't know how to pronounce his name, but Rupert Nev was a British-American electronics engineer and entrepreneur who was known as a pioneering designer of professional audio recording equipment. So definitely monumental for music in general. 
Um, you know, even if you're not a musician, you should appreciate people like him because he makes it's people like him that make the music you love sound that much better. You know what I mean? I think people who aren't in music don't realize how important these behind the scenes people are. Engineers, producers, all all the people that you don't see on the camera and on TV and whatever. Um, he's a great example of that. I mean, same thing with Chick, you know? He was kind of making all the music behind the scenes. I don't think he necessarily was a... Wanted to be like quote unquote star, you know what I mean? I think he he seemed like more of just a humble behind the scenes dude. Was just more interested in in creating, you know what I'm saying? Not not worried about clout or fame or money or anything like that. I think those are my favorite type of people, the people who make music simply for the beauty of music, man. Not to get rich or like you know get a bunch of women or anything crazy like that. Just to do it for the love of it, man. So I'm gonna play a quick little chick, little chick Correa joint. Like I said, it's very jazzy, so there's no words. It just kind of rides out. It's good vibe, like good driving, maybe good study music. Um, so yeah, rest in peace to Chick Correa and Robert Neve Nevy. I'm once again, I'm I'm extremely sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name, but I just wanted to show some love to these gentlemen who contributed immensely to music. This little joint I'm going to play is called Like I Was Saying by Chick and the Steve Gadd Band. As you see, very chill, very chill, you know, good background music. Um, but yeah, man, rest in peace to those gentlemen. And then the last thing I have for today, man, which I'm sure you guys heard about, and we touched on the the beginning parts of it, so I feel like we got to kind of wrap this up, but the Trump impeachment trial. I don't know if you guys had heard about that earlier in the week. Um, but supposedly he was acquitted. I didn't really read the details yet. I just screenshot this article 
that I'm going to read real quick. And I also realized that I've been fucking up with the screenshots and the articles. Apparently, if you screenshot an article, as soon as you hit the screenshot, at least if you have an iPhone, it'll give you the option. Basically, this little screen pops up that I always got annoyed by and would try to get rid of it immediately. But supposedly, it's very helpful. It's actually asking you if you want to screenshot just that screen or the entire fucking page. That way, you're not doing what I'm doing right now and looking at 10 different screenshots. (laughs) From one article and just taking one. So yeah, a little FYI, I fucking feel like an idiot for ignoring that for so long. But anyway, so yeah, this is the article about uh, Trump's trial. It says, Hours before day three of former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial was set to begin on Thursday, federal prosecutors offered new evidence that a member of the alleged Oath Keepers conspiracy charged with planning an assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was, quote-unquote, awaiting direction from Trump. Jessica Watkins, an Army veteran and, according to court papers, a member of the Oath Keepers Militia Group, I guess that's what they're calling the MAGA minions, Oath Keepers? I didn't know that. Okay. Member of the Oath Keepers Militia Group is accused of participating in a conspiracy to assault the Capitol in a quote-unquote an organized and practiced fashion to stop Congress from certifying the results of the election. Watkins has been behind bars since her arrest on January 17th and prosecutors filed papers on Thursday asking a judge to keep her in jail while her case moves forward. Watkins exhibited a single-minded devotion to obstruct through violence an official proceeding that, on January 6th, was designed to confirm the next president of the United States, prosecutors wrote. Crimes of this magnitude committed with such zeal belie any conditions of release that would reasonably assure the safety of the community or by which Watkins could be trusted to abide. Trump has denied that he incited the riot, but Thursday's filing marked the latest instance of court papers highlighting how people charged with violently descending on the Capitol last month believed that they had Trump's approval and were taking direction from him. Some defendants charged with participating in the insurrection have begun to craft defense strategies around the argument that they understood the president and commander-in-chief to be instructing them to go to the Capitol. Prosecutors had previously released excerpts of messages that Watkins allegedly sent in the weeks before January 6th as evidence of her role in organizing a violent assault on the Capitol. But Thursday's memo included new details. According to the government, on uh, November 9th, less than a week after Election Day, Watkins sent a text message to an unidentified person that showed she was concerned about taking action without explicit approval from Trump. Watkins indicated that she was awaiting directions from President Trump, prosecutors wrote. I am concerned this is an elaborate trap. Unless the POTUS himself activates us, it's not legit. The POTUS has the right to activate units too. If Trump asks me to come, I will. Otherwise, I can't trust it. Watkins allegedly messaged messaged at the time. 
in a December 29th text exchange that was cited in earlier charging papers, Watkins wrote to Donovan Kroll, a co-defendant charged in the Oath Keepers conspiracy, that a group was going to Washington on January 6th because, quote-unquote, Trump wants all able-bodied patriots to come. And that, quote-unquote, if Trump activates the Insurrection Act, I'd hate to miss it. Wow. Prosecutors wrote in Thursday's memo that these texts showed that Watkins had perceived her desired signal from Trump. Watkins isn't facing weapons charges, but prosecutors say she was involved in efforts to plan for a Quick Reaction Force, or QFR, QRF, my fault, to have weapons readily accessible. A few days before January 6th, prosecutors said Watkins told two people she was coordinating she was coordinating with to travel from Ohio to Washington that we are not bringing firearms. QRF will be our law enforcement members of Oath Keepers. But then prosecutors say the instructions changed and Watkins' message weapons are okay now as well. Sorry for the confusion. Jesus Christ. Prosecutors quoted recordings from a walkie-talkie app that Watkins allegedly used on January 6th, writing that as she pushed into the Capitol, she gleefully exclaimed over the channel, We are in the mezzanine. We are in the main dome right now. We are rocking it. They are throwing grenades. They are freaking shooting people with paintballs, but we are in here. For Watkins, this was a moment to relish in the swirling violence in the air. Most of the more than 200 people charged with participating in the insurrection have been allowed to go home as their criminal cases proceed in court. Prosecutors have argued to keep a small number of them behind bars, focusing those efforts on people charged with assaulting law enforcement officers, bringing or using weapons, or taking any sort of leadership role in orchestrating the violence. Watkins is charged with conspiracy along with two other alleged Oath Keeper members, Kroll and Thomas Caldwell, who have also remained in jail since their arrest. Caldwell's lawyer filed papers earlier this week arguing for pretrial release denying the conspiracy allegations and other charges in the indictment, contending that there was no evidence Caldwell actually went inside the Capitol on January 6th, and disputing that he was a member of the Oath Keepers, let alone a leader of the organization. Caldwell's lawyer argued that even if Caldwell did communicate with Watkins and Kroll about going to Washington, the indictment didn't negate the possibility that those discussions, quote-unquote, involve non-criminal coordination or planning to attend a legal rally protected under the First Amendment. Later in the day on Thursday, prosecutors also filed their response to Caldwell, arguing that he should remain in jail because the detailed and organized nature of Caldwell's planning for the January 6th operation in Capitol Assault was uniquely dangerous and continues to impact security in the district and beyond so yeah man you know this was kind of the aftermath 
of the whole capital shit that we were talking about, you know? And just from what I'm getting from these articles is basically, you know, these people thought that they were going to get away with it because their president was Trump at the time and he quote-unquote, told them to do this shit and influenced them to do this shit, and they thought he had their back and everything, but I think what they failed to realize is he doesn't give a fuck about you, personally. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think they should stay in jail. I mean, if you're inciting a riot, you're there's documentation of you organizing this since back in November, even if originally you're saying no weapons like oh let's be safe about it and then obviously that didn't last too long but it's yeah i mean like i said before man when we talked about this shit trump is nothing more than a puppet master and all these little puppets these fucking you know peon puppets just follow follow suit do what he says and now you're paying for it so i hope you're happy so yeah man uh good luck with that <laughs> Good luck with that shit, man. I hope it was worth it. You know what I mean? Uh, And you should, you know, you should pay the price. If you're going to do the crime, you got to do the time. You know what I mean? Everybody else does just because you're white and you're president. You thought your president was going to fucking, you know, get you out of this jam. You might got another thing coming out of you. But, yeah, man. (laughs) Trump's the fuck out of here, thank God. We'll see. Biden's done good thus far, at least to my knowledge. So hopefully that continues. But yeah, that was really all I had today, man. It's going to wrap up episode 31. Yeah, I mean, 31. Okay. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. Yeah, I mean, good rest of your February, short month. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's a leap year. I don't even remember. I remember this kid that grew up next to us up north was born on a leap year. So what is it, like February 29th? Oh, he happens every four years or whatever. So we would joke. I mean, I was like eight, and this kid was like 16 or whatever, but we would joke that he was four years old because <laughs> he only had four birthdays or whatever, you know what I mean? But, yeah, anyway, random. So, yeah, man, much love to you guys. Appreciate you checking in as always. We got some good things coming, got some good interviews lined up, still working on getting these fucking cameras, because I got some people in town that I want to come do an interview here, but like I've said before, I want to film it, I want to get it documented, the Zoom ones are nice and easy, because we're both sitting on our laptop and we got cameras anyway, bing, bang, boom, fucking out of E, but yeah, I got to figure out a way... Yeah, I either need to just buy some cameras, or I might just talk to my boy Gene. So Gene, if you're listening to this, I'm going to be hitting you up pretty soon, man. But yeah, we're going to get that figured out soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, we got more shit coming your way. And as always, man, stay safe out there. Stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. K-Podcast signing off. I'm going to see you guys next time, okay? And remember, don't step on the crack. You break your mama's back. <laughs> All right, man. I'm done. Peace. Okay, That's a wrap. Sayonara. Fuck out. Thanks for playing. Thanks
Yeah, I... Yeah. 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 Ye